0: are recording so i think after the last recording session we had like and i think we've mentioned the national Enquirer a couple times now on this show but i found a documentary about it on hbo max Uh, it's called scandalous (laughs) and buckle up children because, (laughs) because it was so the national Enquirer i learned was uh first started by a man by the name of gene pope he's either the second or the third I think his actual name is like Generoso. Hmm. So he's like from Italian heritage. and
1: um, The names in all of these are always so fantastic.
0: No, I'm not making it up. It was wild. I was like Generous? Generoso? It was wild. Um, In the beginning it was just like basically taking like gory ass photos from like crime scenes and like car crashes. Really kind of exploitive and gross um, in the beginning. But like people bought the shit but you know he wanted to um expand his market and obviously you can't put gore and shit right next to the grocery store cash register yeah
2: right next to the candy bars like
1: "Mm." Mm, that Uh, reminds me i need to get some more kit kats (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah
0: so he kind of started pivoting to like more like paranormal and also like celebrity gossip and shit. Mm-hmm. There was some really funny things they mentioned in the beginning, like lobster car in the year 2032. And like people were like, when can I buy the lobster car? <laughs> you know, just they were just making up some silly ass shit. But
2: what, I mean, did it have a picture of lobster car? Yes. Because I'm very curious about it's, lobster car. It's,
0: it's it is what you would imagine. It is a vehicle that, um, you know, like in those old like Hanna Barbera cartoons where they had the cars shaped like silly shit. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Is just like shaped like a lobster, has claws and shit, and like I don't know the purpose of lobster car. Does or it why not go th-
2: underwater? Because like that was what I thought was going to happen.
0: Um. I didn't research enough about lobster car. I didn't okay, think sorry. y'all would be that interested. So, so I guess I should have known better. I'm I just sorry. tried to look
1: up images of lobster car and it it showed me a recent lobster car, oh. which is a Volkswagen Beetle, a red Volkswagen Beetle that has a gigantic, terrifying lobster on top of it. <laughs> it kind of looks like a face hugger from uh oh, shit. aliens. It's disturbing. How long? But you know what that means? Prediction correct. <laughs> Prediction correct. I mean, yeah, it's a little early, you know, 10 years early,
0: but maybe they're, they're perfecting lobster car, like for 2032 or whatever. Um, But on the not so fun and giddy part of it, like the scandalous part, they were like left and right, like blackmailing celebrities, like and paying people for information on different celebrities. Like. They had this big thing with um God, what's that guy's name Bob Hope, yeah. like they had a bunch of dirt on him, and Ooh, basically
2: the dirt on Bob Hope
0: well- you can't because basically they blackmailed him, and he paid them to only print nice stories about him, uh not all his like mistresses and shit mm. um you know, and some real and a lot of his real disrespectful, like you know they paid. Elvis's like cousin to take a picture of, you know, Elvis in the coffin, despite, you know, his family's like saying, Hey, this is a family affair. It's private. We don't want any press. So like it got, it got down and nasty for sure. Um, (laughs) Funny enough, Donald Trump, that (laughs) fuck face, um, he would call the national Enquirer and tip them off. With gossip about himself. He would like pretend to be someone else. That's so on brand. Yeah. It is very on brand. And like he did it so much that they had a dedicated reporter just to his shit. It was bananas. And um unfortunately is I mean, I guess it's not that surprising. The National Choir now is a right wing propaganda machine. Mm. Um, Because Mm -hmm. the current owner is friends with, you guessed it, Donald Trump, who also owns a portion of America Media, uh, which owns the National Choir. I think it's America Media or something like that. Mm. Um, So, yeah, now it unfortunately is less Bat Boy and UFOs and more um, vote for Trump and, you know, put Hillary in jail shit. Mm. It's it's unfortunate.
2: That is very sad. That makes me very sad.
0: It makes me very sad, too. I will say, correction, I did find out that Batboy was actually from Weekly World News.
2: Okay, okay. So,
0: yeah. So, maybe, like, Weekly—I mean, I'm sure it's the same shit. But, yeah, it's an interesting documentary, and it shows—there's a lot of stuff I haven't even mentioned. Like, you know, basically, like, just, like, the toxic work environment and, like— he would like the the original owner would have like all these parties to get people to just like stay and work longer. He would like cater every Friday with fancy shit. And like there's this um they talk about, I don't want to spoil too much, but they talk about um when John Belushi died, you know, because he died over an overdose. And basically these people kind of like Someone was being put on trial because she sold him drugs, but like, you know, they're like, Hey, they, we don't have any evidence. You know, she didn't murder him like whatever, but then the national Enquirer guys, um, basically like entrapment or whatever, there might be a better word, but basically got her to say, yeah, I gave him the drugs that killed him. And then she went to jail. So pretty fucked up. (laughs) Like it. Yeah. And it made me really sad. Like you said, just like, Oh, I don't, I don't like the national Enquirer anymore. This is. Yucky. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, it was a wild ride. Check it out if you're interested in that kind of thing, but prepared to be kind of pissed at the world. <laughs>
1: Once you mean you like reading it. anything online? Yeah. yeah, no.
0: I mean, well, that's the thing. They also talk about like how the national choir kind of like was foreshadowing for how our media is now, like mm-hmm. how it's just like this kind of propaganda machine, but also like celebrity gossip shit. And like, It's wild because they do talk about the blur because, like, because of the National Enquirer's, like, intense research and reporting, like, they were able to, like, you know, uh, convict O.J. Simpson because, like, they had so many more resources than just, like, normal news outlets. Mm -hmm. And they actually broke the story before actual news outlets. And it's just, like, you know, there's obviously a lot of controversy and conversation about, like, what does this mean? Like, this isn't journalism, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, it's it's interesting and also infuriating to a degree.
2: Mm-hmm, <laughs> I wonder sure. if Weekly World News is like if they still have like the cool shit like Bat Boy and stuff like that.
0: I don't know. I'm interested to see that, too, because like that's what I remember from my childhood, probably because I probably didn't care about celebrity gossip. I wanted to see monsters and aliens because, yeah. you know, I like where's the truth is out there, Scully, like <laughs> what what is really happening, you know?
2: i remember one the one that i i super remember besides bat boy is um the devil being in the clouds and i think it was like down in like <laughs> south america or something but it was like this big like cumulonimbus storm cloud but it looked like the face of the fucking devil it was like really defined i was like oh man that's wild and of course you know back when i was a wee child i thought that you know the devil was real and so i thought oh it was so scary
0: mm-hmm. it's a scary I thing to see mean, yeah yeah same like I remember once thinking I saw like people in the clouds, like when I was a kid, like, and I think, you know, parents like, like to construe that in different ways, especially if they're religious. <laughs> they're like, Oh, it's angels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's i uh, am I'm, I've had most of my life, um, although far less now, thankfully uh, sleep paralysis. Mm. Um, and one of the, things that happens with that, you know, your, your brain wakes up, but your body's still asleep. You will often continue to dream with your eyes open. Yeah. So you see things in the room and because you can't move, your body naturally goes into panic mode. And because it's panicking, you start dreaming up nightmares while you're awake. And I've since learned how to like tame that quite a bit. Like I'm very good at once I, I start having the sensation I'm very good at reminding myself that that's what's happening and, like, calming myself down. But every now and then I'll have these little dreams, and they are spooky as fuck. I had one where death was standing on the end of my bed, and he, like, leaned over. And uh my partner at the time said that they woke up to the sound of me going... I'm gonna lean back from the mic get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like oh my god someone's broken in i was like no no sorry it was death um <laughs> and the the other one that was great was uh i woke up and i couldn't move and i knew that someone was in the hallway and they were like coming down the hallway towards my room i could hear them i could feel it in my bones and it was like Someone coming to hurt me. Like it was bad. And I like was running through imagining all these terrible things. And then I see this like hand come around the edge of the wall. And I'm just like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then I see it come out and it's this like weird little like incubus gremlin thing that like comes around the corner. And it was so <laughs> silly looking that I burst out laughing. <laughs> so it's just like me like sitting there like, oh my God, oh my God. And then as soon as I saw it, I was like, <laughs> like, immediately woke myself up from the sleep paralysis. It was good. Yeah. I mean, like that's the,
0: a lot of people theorize often that a lot of paranormal experiences are due to like sleep paralysis, whether you're talking about alien abduction or you're talking about ghosts or what have you, um, because of that thing. Because it's a, it's very real, you know, mm-hmm. you are still visually kind of experiencing this shit and like you're yeah. tripping you're hallucinating yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, the paralysis does not help no you it's know? very
2: scary i've had the alien one for oh, sure God. No, down thanks. in the basement which was weird it's like hmm, yeah. why'd they pick me the perfect <laughs> storm <laughs> the last one the last one in the basement we want but, the
1: hardest one to get to they're like a challenge i
2: fixed it I'm just wear an eye mask because then when oh, you wake yeah. up with oh, sleep shit. paralysis, you can't see anything. So you're so like, you, you can't move. Oh. So you don't, it's don't still... even
1: necessarily recognize that you're having it. Well, no, you know, because oh, you okay. can't
2: move. So like you still have that panic, but you can't see anything scary. So you're like, oh, you just have to wait till you can move again. Hmm. Yeah, I That's fixed a, it.
1: Not a terrible idea. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I Oh, I'd, I have one more I was going to share because it was fairly recent. I was staying at a bed and breakfast in Texas and... I mean, this place, we walked in we were like, oh, it's haunted. I, I, sent, I think I sent you all photos and stuff of it. Um I think, maybe? I'm pretty sure I sent it to, like, the group text. But, I mean, it was spooky as fuck. I mean, the place w- was unchanged from the 1800s. Like, everything was the same. There was a drawing room that was connected that was always just, like, pitch black. <laughs> so, super spooky. Um, And we joked about it being haunted. And then that night... I was asleep and I woke up and I didn't actually have full sleep paralysis. I could move, but on occasion, my brain just continues to dream. I opened my eyes and there was a woman standing in the doorway and she like was staring at me and then like slowly raised her hand. Like she was not waving, but just kind of like giving a little hello (laughs) and I just went Nope, and like immediately got out of bed and like walked past the <laughs> the, the ghosts and uh uh went to the bathroom and went to the bathroom and came back and like laid back down and was like Mm-mm, nope, not doing it. <laughs>
0: no. nope, what nope, if nope. you actually did see a ghost? Because you said you weren't paralyzed, like you could move. You went up yeah. to go pee. Possibility,
1: might have saw a ghost. You
2: saw a for real ghost.
1: I, I am a strong believer that if those things are real, that ghosts have no ability to harm us that Mm that is a hundred percent other things going on there that when people experience that stuff which I'm not going to completely discount I know a lot of people have things but like there's other stuff going on that needs to be addressed in those situations to me every experience that I've had where it seems like that could be an explanation it's always been passive I've never experienced any sense of like danger or harm from it mm-hmm. whatsoever i just i don't so i i've never been spooked by the idea of a ghost it's more of just like me turning around and being like again <laughs> <laughs> you're just
0: mild annoyance not fear you're just like yeah here. I always
1: i think on that note y'all ready to get yeah, into yeah, it yeah we should we should Come on. fisting motion let's go okay <laughs> <laughs> all right hello well Well, hey there. hey, Hey, not (laughs) y'all.
2: But I mean,
0: (laughs) hello to y'all too. It's been, it's so nice to see you all
1: again. I
2: know, and our faces.
0: I know, we had to do some virtual sessions, so it's nice to be together again. But to the rest of you, welcome to Love at First Sighting. Sex positive, kink friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. I'm Joyce, my pronouns are she, they, and I'm your resident cryptid researcher here with the monster book report joining me in the physical is jim
2: hey oh i'm here to rep the monster fucker and all of us and i'm bringing the monster porn
1: mm. also here <laughs> with me is coco hey i am the layman when it comes to cryptids but i bring a background in gender and sexuality and i am here to learn and get horny
0: Ooh, i love it all righty so Today, we are going to talk about the Ahool or the Atul. um, getting its name from the loud, distinct cry. I'm going to try my best at this. I've been practicing. Yay. Ahool! Kind of like Yahoo, those commercials, but Ahool.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Ahool or Atul is a winged cryptid. Uh, some sources say that it is a giant bat, but other uh, sources kind of say it's like a primate. Um, Bat hybrid Um, Most descriptions of the Hool Say it has a face that consists of features From both a chimpanzee and a bat With a fanged ape-like face Large dark eyes Red-skinned wings Large claws on its forearms Covered in gray fur um, it is said to have a wingspan anywhere between 12 to 28 feet, which is quite a gap. Um, so that's about, three to, <laughs>
1: that's about three to nine meters. So who knows how big this fucking thing is? Oh, God, that's fantastic. It's like somewhere between a motorcycle and a full size tour bus. <laughs> yeah, and that's about four to um, four and a
0: half times the size of the largest known bat to man, which is the um, flying fox. Uh, The Hul can mainly be found in Indonesia, though some sources say there have been sightings as far as Vietnam and the Philippines. But it would seem its main habitat is the deepest jungles of Java. Um, Just a little geography lesson for y'all. Indonesia is a large island country between the Indian and Pacific Oceans. It's made up of 17,000 islands. So many. That's bananas. There's so many. How how do you determine like, yep, this is all one country? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Indonesia is the fourth most populated country in the world. and Java, the supposed home of our creature is the most populated island. Hmm. So I imagine that's probably why there's more sightings and stuff there. Anywho.
2: I, I do have a question. Yes, go ahead. In Java specifically, but I guess in Indonesia as a whole, are flying foxes a creature that live there naturally?
0: So that's a good question. This kind of is jumping ahead, but it's fine. Uh, Oh, no, no, (laughs) it's fine. Uh, I did make note of that. So I think flying foxes do live in that region, but also uh, like gliding, flying lemurs, Mm. not flying, probably more gliding, uh, do live in that region, which is one of the theories for um, the Ahul and its mini cousins, which we'll get to. Okay. Um, But yeah, very good observation. Much like a bat, the Ahul is mainly a nocturnal creature. And although it mainly eats local fauna, like large fish and shit, it will occasionally attack humans. The hula is said to be extremely territorial. Many theorize this is the reason why it attacks people, though, based on some stories, it ain't above eating some people, nibbling <laughs> on some people flesh.
1: Um, as we all do from time to time. <laughs> as we do. Uh, <laughs> considering there aren't... Oh, oh, a, oh. like eating, eating. Oh, sorry. I just... <laughs> oh. do <laughs>
0: Considering there aren't a lot of recorded sightings, uh, I'm not sure where the next bit of this like info came from. But for all I know, this maybe is someone's like a hool head cannon or AU or whatever. But uh, a hools allegedly hunt their prey by stalking them through the forest while swinging upside down uh, from branches, as the creature's large size can easily be detected from the sky. Um, and what it likes to do is it stalks them and then drops down from the trees on top of their victim. It opens its jaws, engulfs them with their wings to kind of like entrap them, and then like jabs it into their neck and usually snaps their,
2: their Have neck. either of you ever seen? Oh, fuck. What was that movie? Beastmaster.
0: Yes, where he can like see through the eyes of beasts and shit. Yeah, but like, like little, there's,
2: weasel they're, he, yeah, he he little weasel friends. Yeah, he does little parrots. but he. There's monsters that like do that like they drop down and they look like people and they cover like cover you with their wings and they're like <laughs> slurp you up and then like it's just bones when they release their wings.
0: <laughs> I love okay, I love in like a horror movie when it's just like you're instantly just bones and you just kind of like, flop down. <laughs> like <laughs> gotcha there's a documentary i watched the other day and they showed like clips from old horror movies and like someone uses a ray gun and the person in the driving seat is just like an obvious fucking like
1: science class skeleton <laughs> at the wheel of the car <laughs> it's good god it's good yeah uh, if you can see like the cut along the cranium yeah. where it's like screwed back together
0: i know and, and you can see the little bit of the jiggle where they like cut it and they just like kind of dropped it <laughs> it's <laughs> choice it's it's good i'm I don't like normal horror movies, just, like, FYI for, you know, listeners out there. So, like, I like it. I like it goofy. Give it to me, goofy. Like, I don't need that gore. But, (laughs) yeah, so, um, yeah, also, someone, uh, there's, like, theories out there that the Ahool was the inspiration for the flying monkeys in The Wizard of Oz. I couldn't find any confirmation of that, but um, there's people out there who are like, "Eh." So, because this monster's been around for a minute. Yeah. But, yeah, so... The hools supposedly are also very social creatures living in groups. Supposedly a hools mate for life with a family makeup of one adult male, two females and their offspring. <laughs> what, what what's so funny, Coco? I just
1: I love that it's like this hidden thing and there's sightings of it. But also we know it's full family structure. See, this like,
0: is what I'm saying. Like these mm-hmm. last these these two bits of info, I was like,
1: is this is someone
0: just playing in the space or do like do they know? Because there's not a lot
1: of recorded sightings. Um Just so, Jane Goodall going out there. And just <laughs> writing stuff down. And then stuck. at the end of it being like, oh, I can't tell anybody about this. We'll all be bones. <laughs> we will all be bones. Yeah. Bones. That, that's the thing, too, that's really
0: funny. Because, like, if there's enough of them that someone can be like, oh, this is their family structure. Like, then most people will be bones.
1: <laughs> you know? <laughs> there's a good T-shirt most people will be bones <laughs> I mean it's not wrong it's not wrong um, <laughs> and uh,
0: let's see what else and it also says something about their females and the young stay together until the offspring are fully like uh, you know mature and can mate on their own there are other sources that say that females are the only ones that live in groups and the males are more solitary but I like the idea the more community minded a hool <laughs> oh, I think it's sweet, little polycule <laughs> So as far as recorded sightings, I could, like the ones I could find, there are only like really two that are noted, note and it happened to the same person. So the first ad- incident occurred in 1925 when naturalist Dr. Ernest Bartels, son of noted ornithologist M.E.G. Bartels, was exploring a waterfall on the slopes of the Salak Mountain, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, when he saw a giant unknown bat Fitting description of today's creature, fly directly over his head. And he was kind of left startled and stunned because he was unaware. Like he had no idea what this creature was. And again, he's a naturalist and his father studied birds. So, like, he had a pretty decent understanding of like creatures, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, two years later, in 1927, Bartels would encounter the beast again. It was about eleven thirty p.m. at night. He was lying in his bed. He was inside a thatched house close to the uh, river in western Java. He was just laying there, listening to the sounds of the you know the jungle and shit. When he suddenly heard a very different sound come from directly overhead of his hut. This loud and clear cry seemed to utter a hoo. <laughs> at this, he ran out of his hut with torch in hand, swinging in the direction of the sound. <laughs> And we, what?
2: I thought this was kind of wild for a naturalist to be like, ah, I got here. <laughs> some kind of animal
0: out there. I should smack it. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I think I'm misconstrued. Uh, he he <laughs> got his torch so he could see what the fuck was happening. Uh, okay. He wasn't <laughs> like, get it. He, get off my go, lawn. Go. Go. Get. <laughs> get. Get. Um, But the call faded into the night and, yes, yeah, so he was kind of chasing after it and ultimately leaving him once again to ponder what the hell he had encountered. <laughs> From what I could find, Dr. Partels stuck to his guns for a while about what he saw. But eventually he kind of just wrote it off as some large bird he wasn't familiar with, which, again, I think is very weird since his father studied birds and he himself is a naturalist. I was like, obviously, we discover unknown species all the time. You know, so like it it could happen, you know, this was like in the 20s. So we didn't have the understanding we have today. Interesting enough, a biologist by the name of Ivan T. Sanderson became really invested in Bartel's story and especially the hool because he was convinced he encountered the same creature. But in Cameroon, which is a country in West Africa, Um, Sanderson recounted what he experienced to the people in the village and none of them were surprised at all. They were just like, oh, yeah, we know what that thing is. We call it the Oli Tau. They they were like, yeah, we it's it's well known. So, yeah, he he was very interested. Also, fun fact, Sanderson has been credited with coining the phrase cryptozoology. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this person a lot. Yeah, going yeah, to come back. You coming back in the future, my friend. Supposedly, the Hool has many relatives, um, speaking of which. Some closer to the home than others. There is another such flying primate creature called the Orang Bati that is also found in parts of Southeast Asia and including areas of Indonesia. Honestly, this research was wild because there was just so many similar creatures, similar stories that like every source had like a different combination of all the things. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I got my facts straight. I don't know, you know, Bat-like cryptids are pretty plentiful. Not Bigfoot plentiful, but there are a few. There's there's a few. And speaking of the hool's relatives, um, this actually happened in Portugal in 2012. Um, some campers reported experiencing something pretty similar and eerily so to the hool. A group of four friends were camping in the forests of Portugal, and while they were out camping and hanging out in their site, all of a sudden they hear a sound. You guessed it, a Hul. <laughs> Uh, they all looked around bewildered when a giant bat-like creature swooped down over their campsite. The creature did not attack them. It just kind of flew overhead to say hi, I guess. Hello. But after watching the entity glide away, the campers decided to pack up and get the hell out of Dodge. But yeah, theories go, as you might expect, owls, the yeah. spotted wood owl and Javan wood owl. Now these always owl. The owl. <laughs> it's always fucking <laughs> right. owls. I mean,
2: owls make a, a noise very similar to a hoo.
0: Yes. I, I, I say think lemurs do as well. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think, like, that a lot of people are like, it's probably owls. <laughs> um, yeah, the two owls I mentioned, they tend to have wingspans, but they're only about four feet. They're both very territorial. And specifically the Javan Wood Owl, which is also a very reclusive critter, apparently. <laughs> um, some people say it might be a pterosaur that somehow survived past other extinct dinosaurs yes you will often it's like a see fan favorite <sighs> it's a dinosaur yeah <sighs> what i find is wild uh, about this theory is because often you'll hear people uh mention a creature called the Ropen, which when you're talking about the Hool, which is actually it sounds more like a pterodactyl and i'm mm-hmm. like pterodactyl and flying ape are two very different creatures mm-hmm. like how can you confuse these things? Like, I guess if you're in shock and fear or whatever, but yeah, I I don't understand it. But a lot of people mention the two, I guess, because they're winged cryptids in a similar region. Um, And obviously unclassified bat, possibly just flying fox, uh, some kind of gliding primate that hasn't been classified. You know, as I said, there are flying lemurs in that area. Some people say just visual illusions or like, you know, distorted shapes in the dark. But yeah. One little fun tidbit to end on. This is particular interest to Jim. Uh, there is an Indonesian metal band called Hool. You can find them on Instagram at Ahool the Band, which oh, is right A-H-O-O-L-T-H-E-B-A-N-D. And they recently released a single called Perplexity uh, that you can find on Spotify and YouTube and I'm sure everywhere else. Pretty good. You know, if you like metal, check it out. What was it?
2: A-H-O-O-L.
0: Mm-hmm. The Band.
2: The Band. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's pretty good. I was like, oh, cool. So, yeah, a little shout out to them. But uh, that, in a nutshell, is the Ahu. Ahu.
2: I will say that if you are out in the woods in the dark, alone, and a bird of considerable size, say four-foot wingspan, like an owl, mm-hmm. swoops down and almost gets your head, you're going to think it's way bigger than four feet. That's
0: fair. That's totally fair. I agree with this,
2: yeah, yeah like, oh, I can see that. S- ten foot wingspan, no doubt, you know, like <laughs> because it's scary, and it's big, I mean that is big, it's a huge bird, yeah,
1: it's a big bird. birds can get pretty fucking big i I actually was reading a little article
2: fairly recently,
1: but I don't remember the name of it all,, <laughs> um, but it was talking about the what did they call it the oral history of uh beasts, and it was saying how. You know a lot of our cryptids and things like that or just stories like dragons and all that stuff that uh early human beings did live with gigantic terrifying animals like they were out there and we also lived with neanderthal and things like that so we did live with the wild men in the woods who were hairy and well not all but but they did exist at some point and Uh, with the dragons thing, that there were much larger lizards out there in other places the world and bigger snakes. And so it's like, you know, that oral tradition of talking about these creatures could have very easily been passed down. It might explain why they're all over the world as well, because we do have common ancestry, and so our stories have all been shared down the line kind of thing. I thought that was a really fascinating
0: Yeah, I think about that a lot because, you know, with all my research, like that is like probably the most plausible. Like, again, I'm not here to do this podcast to tell you whether these things are true or not. And that's not my motive. Um, But like that totally makes sense. You know, like, you know, I've researched very lots of Bigfoot similar creatures and like that that totally tracks, you know, like there's a lot of times where it's like we got evidence of a Bigfoot or one of his many relatives. And it's like Neanderthal. Uh, Mm -hmm. DNA is in it so it's like yeah I'm sure they did look kind of like a Bigfoot like
1: I'm no expert but like well plus humans are notoriously good at exaggerating so you can imagine like (laughs) you know uh, way way back in the day that someone you know met a Neanderthal or saw a group of Neanderthal and rushed home and was like I saw wild men in the woods what they look like they were like ten feet tall,
0: covered <laughs> so in hair, huge. like a, like a weird kind of like fishing
1: story. Like, oh, it was it was as big
2: as my arm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dick was as big as my arm.
1: <laughs> Hung like a. Oh no, I'm not going to go there anyway. <laughs> so the question is, does the hool
0: fuck?
2: Oh, the hool loves to fuck.
0: Oh, sweet. <laughs> I love.
1: I love that. Loves to fuck.
2: Loves to fuck. I haven't heard
1: that one yet. <laughs> I'm just gonna, uh, you know, give a little uh, heads up to the listener that Jim just handed me a stack of dialogue. <laughs> There's Jesus. A lot of dialogue. Play a, Di- like a novella dialogue. over dialogue. there. Dialogue. Mm-hmm. How many people are in here? Two. Two. Oh, thank God.
2: Yeah, right. just two. Um, but they're both like sort of deeper voices. Obviously, something I cannot do. With my mm. baby throat, so <laughs> I needed help. I apologize.
1: Man, this show really has ruined me. I was like baby throat.
2: No, <laughs> oh, no, I can't say baby anything ever again.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh my, I don't know what would I, what uh, I even call it.
0: I, you're your little tiny person throat. You're I don't know
1: your little throat.
2: I'm a little guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you call exactly. It your, your tight throat. Oh, uh, my, oh it's so uh, tight. Uh, <laughs>
2: It's high throw. You help me loosen it up. Uh,
1: I'm gonna make it so dry for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: hate it.
2: You love it. All right. So this is um not ahul specific, but it was a creature that looked a lot like how the Ahul is described. So that's why I went with it. And it's Mm -hmm. a really good story. So that's why I chose it. It's called Cryptid Hunting. By Fruitbird or Fruitbird fifteen, you know. Love it. Well, what, born well, in
0: twenty fifteen. Uh, well, oh wait, <laughs> oh no! Wait, okay. I'm bad at math. How old would that make that person? Seven.
1: <laughs> so, oh unless they're a I genius, they didn't, not. They didn't write. They're not. They're not seven. No, they're not. Maybe seven. they were born in nineteen fifteen. <laughs>
2: That's that would make better. more sense because then they'd have a lot of experience maybe they I'm saw
1: the hool firsthand i'm yeah.
2: 107
1: years old and i like to fuck bat apes <laughs> a bat ape fucked me once <laughs> it was like magical. okay
2: grandma come on we need to get you, like you back the, to the like home like the
0: meme where they're like holding the grandma with the walker like <laughs> yeah. okay grandma back to bed
1: yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this i was all bone <laughs> oh <my laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, i'm full of them today
2: <laughs> oh my god
1: can't stop one step
2: <laughs> never Mm-mm. all right here we go the outback devil whispers of it spread in the gossip mills of local towns rumors heard from friends of friends told on local social media sites told by strangers in pubs over the milk rick in small stores rumors and sightings of something tall and lanky and monstrous abounded mako heard them all he was known locally as a kook, a massive behemoth of a man obsessed with cryptids. He devoted his life to tracking them down, spending weeks in the outback, camping out and chasing rumors of yowies, rigging motion capture cameras outside ponds rumored to contain bunyips, and it was common knowledge he was saving money for a trip to the States to search for Bigfoot. Mako had heard all the gossip about him and shrugged it off. A man had to have a hobby, after all, and now his hobby had a new target. The big corkboard in his shed where he planned his outings had been emptied and filled with info on the Outback Devil, Mako consolidating the information until a picture formed of the creature's approximate location. Old newspaper articles and books of stories from early settlers filled in the blanks, building a picture of something ancient and feral lurking in the wild of King's Canyon. Filled with the rush of energy that came with a cryptid hunt, Mako packed his bag and jumped on his bike, speeding off to the beast's last known location. It was a long trip to King's Canyon, Mako spending his evenings in his tent, updating his notebooks and double, triple, and quadruple checking his cameras. He'd been let down before when he'd sworn he'd seen a yaoi, only to find his camera had been lost at some point. He was going to find this beast. Going to be proved right. At last he arrived, the majesty of the canyon spreading out before him in the dusk. Hiding his belongings behind a large boulder, he slung the strap of his camera around his neck and slipped into the thick bush, noiseless despite his size. Really, no one's going to say anything about slipping into the thick bush?
0: <laughs> Sorry, I was just lost in the, the world yeah, no, you were building. I was
1: like, m- staring at the floor like, mm-hmm. Okay,
0: it's, just, our- it's just like this little rainy story time. I'm just hanging oh, out. Oh,
2: yeah, we needed to say it's raining Well, now. I just did.
0: Yeah it's, yeah, it's 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 got freeze, It's freezing rain outside, so we're having fun. Maybe we'll have a adult sleepover,
2: but Aww.
1: drinking. T- oh, I forgot my tea downstairs. Oh, <laughs> I'll get it. Here I know a Gr- Grandma Joyce made you some tea.
2: I know, yeah. Grandma. Grandma Joyce
1: needs to make me some tea too. Tea time. <laughs> Do we need to take a break and make some tea?
2: Uh, yeah.
1: We're gonna get some tea. We'll I'm be right walking. back. Joyce has a nice beer. Jim and I have our tea.
2: All right, where was I?
1: uh slipping into the bush big
2: bush yes here we go noiseless despite his size no laughs no yucks from that it's fine
1: it's <laughs> i whatever. guess i spaced out
0: <laughs> it's very funny now that you pointed out mm. i just wasn't i was i don't know i was just like wrapped up in the tale.
2: all right that's fine we'll continue to get wrapped up because it's a good story all right all thanks to fruit bird whoever they are out there in the world
1: fruit birds of 17 15 15 15, 15. <laughs> oh right. 1915. the 107 year old sexaholic
2: <laughs> monster fucker extraordinaire oh, gosh. all right here we go
1: nymphogram sorry
2: <laughs> all around him there was the call of night insects and birds Darkness swallowed him up, and he flipped on his night-vision goggles, bathing the world in sickly green. A patch of disturbed ground caught his eye, and his heartbeat kicked up a notch. A footprint. A claw print. Quickly, he took some pictures by flashlight and set up a plaster mold, leaving it to set as he followed the trail. He noticed the oddity of the prints. The left side, something big, yet natural. Massive talon marks in soft soil. The right, a mess of something. Something clearly smaller than the other, yet not at all like a paw. Something hot was fizzling in his gut. He was on to something. A twig snapped somewhere in the distance and he froze, thinking quickly before turning to the location it had come from. A patch of fur dangled from a broken tree branch, and he stopped to bag it. Something growled softly nearby. I
1: smell man.
2: The tear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm getting ready. I'm just Get over ready. here. <laughs> just jittering with uh, anticipation.
2: The terror was instant. An old instinct kicking him sharply in the, hind, in the hind brain and going straight to his legs. He blundered deeper into the bush, stopping only when he hit a canyon wall. For the first time, his rational brain engaged with him. He was in too far to pull out now. <laughs>
1: Ah, bazinga for the listener at home now jim is like making a very very overt face each time like fools listen to this shit it's great
2: (laughs) okay he had evidence real firm evidence if he fled now he'd be a laughing stock there was the crackle of bush behind him as whatever had growled followed his trail and Mako steeled himself.
1: Warm blood.
2: The voice hissed from the dark right next to him and Mako bit down his terror, terror and charged. Something shrieked in surprise as he crashed into warmth and solidity, his arms full of something hairy and sinuous. Leathery wings beat at him as he fumbled for his torch and flicked it on yanking off his night-vision goggles to better see what he'd caught. Hissing in the light, stumbling back, a thing was scrambling to its feet. It was tall, almost a foot and a half taller than Mako, but scrawny to the point of emaciated. Shaggy fur covered its body, tattered and molting. A single bat-like wing tried to shelter it from the light, the other a ragged stump. One leg was missing, replaced with a tied-on prosthetic of wood and bone. A long, rat-like tail lashed leaf litter. And the head, a monstrous mix of rodent and dingo, long, snapping jaws filled with teeth. But the eyes that squinted angrily at him through the glare were as human as you can imagine, a sapient mind looking back at him.
1: All right, I'm going to practice the voice first. Okay. Because I want to get this uh, right and not be too goofy. Yeah. (laughs) Because my go-to would be like, my (laughs) go My, my god
2: i wouldn't mind it that's my
1: st- god my god what why is it gonna be solid? i don't is, know. what
0: is this accent is
1: this jimmy uh, stewart yeah, is it, but,
2: yeah. supposed to, i'm jimmy
1: stewart well, my god well, <laughs> well,
2: well what is that <laughs> uh,
0: oh can my he, god can this character be jimmy stewart <laughs> i no oh. it's okay there's no pressure it's just I like a funny voice <laughs> Sean
1: Connery
2: Sean. My god I mean technically we're in Australia We're so. in
1: Australia So Sean Connery's not too too far off
2: <laughs> But it's, it's
1: still a distance <laughs> uh, I haven't done an Australian accent in a long time My god
2: Yeah you're just <laughs> My Steve Irwin god.
1: That's pretty good it is. You're real
2: That was alright <laughs> Alright but okay but don't say you're real yet
1: Oh, sorry. My god.
2: Mako breathed, scrambling for his camera.
1: You're real. Fuck do you think I am, fairy fucking peace
2: blossom? It shrieked. Mako dropped his camera. No sibilant menacing hiss now, just the angry tone of a pissed-off Aussie. The outback devil was standing now, looming over him in the dark. The shadows made his torch make it look even more menacing, its golden eyes glittering peevishly.
1: Bloody humans. Why can't you run, Tom? I was gonna to try to do Australian for him too, but it's hard to do a deep voice and Australia. Why can't you run like the rest of them? Wait a minute, we got weird there for a second. It's like Scottish. Scottish. No,
0: it's kind of is Irish it Sean a Connery bit. with like bat wings taped to his back?
1: All right, we're doing a little Scottish for him because it's fun. Fancy yourself some kind of big man. I mean. To be fair, aren't you still?
2: It snarled, exposing lethal canines.
1: I can't have you talking, can I? No more. No more humans in my turf. I wouldn't. I will never be hurt again.
2: <laughs> now he's Russian!
1: To be fair, we you are. This.
2: Still.
1: <laughs> I can't have you talking.
2: <laughs> he's Dracula now. Blair, yes. Blair, Blair.
1: I can't, I can't have you talking. <laughs> <laughs> Bleh. Bleh. Bleh.
2: Okay. All right. I'll to <laughs> oh.
1: Damn, I'm never going to be able to get back to Australia.
2: I now. know. you you're sorry. Oh. You don't have to do Australian. No, Just I do got, what I, you want to
1: do. I got to keep trying. It's it's too fun. Okay. I can edit out all my. <laughs> attempts.
2: Oh no! No! Oh no! You I didn't keep let off. me edit out that one bad tip. <laughs> well, so I was
1: you... gonna keep in all the others. It just wasn't gonna put in every time I try to start again. Oh,
2: okay, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mako stumbled back, falling flat as it advanced on him, reaching out its clawed arms. One was missing, bedecked with scars from some brutal encounter. Fear rose in his throat, mingled with something else, as those teeth glittered in the torchlight.
1: No, please. I I just wanted to see you. I just wanted to prove them wrong.
2: It's perfect. That was good. It paused, cocking its long head.
1: Prove who wrong? I people say I'm insane. A kook. I've spent my whole life trying to prove them wrong. I've been searching for searching for creatures like you for so long. Oh fuck. <laughs> It's hard to say searching for creatures searching. in a different accent. Searching for creatures. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: I shouldn't have said anything about an accent. I should I have just let you do what you it's wanted too to good. do. good.
1: I can't. I can't.
2: Now I feel bad. I,
1: I, I spent my whole life trying to prove them wrong. I've been searching, searching for creatures like you for as long as I can remember. Oh, I, I'm keeping it.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we're keeping it. He stared up at it, wonderment flaring up amidst the terror.
1: You're wonderful.
2: He bit his lip. He hadn't known where that had come from. Breathed in tones of awe and reverence, seeing it right there, living and breathing, something unlike anything he'd ever seen. Even if he died tonight, he'd die grateful he'd seen this. The beast blinked in shock, just as surprised by him, at his words. It cocked its head and looked down at him.
1: I'm wonderful?
2: The shock froze to anger in its eyes. Envision Steve Steve Irwin in your mind. Oh, it's a dango.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Pull, pull, pull the one. It's higher. I know. Well, that's, that's part of the problem is I'm trying to do a deep voice at the same time. Eh. Pull the one that's left, mate. I'm a monster. Why else would so many people want a piece of me? What piece?
2: <laughs> uh, like they've been getting some pieces. This poor thing looks bedraggled. I know. Mako looked at its scars and missing limbs and felt sorrow.
1: I'm sorry. I'm not like them. I just wanted to see you. Just take some pictures to wave in their faces. I don't mean you any harm.
2: Slowly, he got back to his feet.
1: I won't hurt you. I promise.
2: The cryptid shuffled forwards, cautiously sniffing him.
1: Can we do one from Scotland next time? (laughs) I'm much better at that accent. I can hold it for a lot longer. (laughs) All right. Um, I've never seen a human this close before. You certainly bigger than the ones I've seen in the distance oh oh boy we're just gonna keep going
2: (laughs) okay its curved fangs flashed as it spoke and Mako swallowed suddenly and unexpectedly warm he felt a twitch in his pants and scold (laughs) sorry (laughs) he felt a twitch in his pants and scolded himself mentally Mako what the fuck
1: do you have a name not one you humans can pronounce
2: fuck (laughs)
0: Uh, that's
1: that's the name fuck 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 it's pronounced (laughs) "fuck," but it's spelled with three x's (laughs) 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 not all humans can pronounce there used to be others like me you know back when i'm the only one left now
2: there was a pain in its golden eyes and Mako couldn't stop himself reaching out and gently resting a massive hand on its head. He expected rage, claws, and teeth, not for the creature to suddenly press itself closer, pushing its long nose into his palm like a cat.
1: By the stars, it's been so long since I was touched.
2: Mako chuckled and sank down, back against the canyon wall, as the beast followed him, laying stretched on the ground like an ugly dog with its head in his lap. Mako stroked along its back and felt it shiver.
1: Are you male cryptid or female one? Don't know. Then cryptid things are, but I'm I'm a bloke. You humans are bloody noisy. I spent my whole life trying to learn more about creatures like you. I might never get this chance again. You speak English as well. Listened into tourist walking the trail. Needed some way of being able to spook them off, my turf. Turf? (laughs) When they go wandering too deep. Never needed to bother with the Dark Ones that lived here before the Pale Ones showed up. They left us alone. We paid them the same respect. Ah, left a bit.
2: Mako shifted his touch, and the beast's golden eyes rolled back in bliss.
1: I can't keep thinking of you as a beast. I'm going to pat you like this. It's weird. Name me something, then. I used to know a really tall guy named Jamie. That'll do.
2: He yawned and Mako swallowed at the sight of those massive jaws. Jaws that could crush his skull. And why the fuck was that turning him on? Jamie.
1: Ooh. Mm, danger pink. <laughs> Make danger. <me> bones. <laughs> He's
0: got a danger boner. <laughs> a
2: danger boner. Make me bones. Fear
0: burn. <laughs> I was trying to say fear boner, but it didn't. Complete. Fear
2: burn.
1: Fear, fear, burn. Burn. fear burn. burn. Ah, my fear burn. Oh.
0: My fear burn. We've,
1: we've all had oh, a fear boner fear before.
2: <laughs> I'm scroused. <laughs>
0: Lady, you scroused? was I call a poor man too when you combine words? Oh, God. Scroused. All right.
2: Jamie stilled under his hands, and Mako felt a hot flush ri- rising as he saw his nose twitch, acutely aware that Jamie was stretched out over his lap and could only be aware of.
1: Now that's interesting.
2: Jamie lifted his head to look him in the eye, a smirk lifting the corner of his mouth and showing off more of those goddamn teeth.
1: What's got you so hat and bothered then? Hmm? Oh, I, uh... Because I'm down for it. You know, it isn't just touches I've been missing.
2: His nose was suddenly pressing into his crotch, and Mako could see the pupils in his golden eyes blow wide. He grit his teeth and moaned softly at the gentle pressure on his swelling cock.
1: I mean, sure, human fucking is a bit weird, but I bet humans think the same about monster fucking, right? We could be real weird together, if you get my meaning.
2: Mako glanced away embarrassed by the intensity in that golden stare, and saw something stirring in the shaggy fur between Jamie's legs. Something wet and pink pushed out of a sheath. Something big. Hot lust twisted in his gut so sharp and intense it almost hurt. He hadn't been fucked in years. It was hard to pull when it seemed like everybody in the goddamn outback knew you as the local weirdo. His trusty dildo in the shoebox under his bed was starting to lose its charm. This was weird. Really fucking weird. But the musky smell Jamie gave off was making it hard to think.
1: I... yes.
2: Jamie grinned widely, before it seemed to shrink off his face.
1: One condition, right? Don't tell anyone I'm here. Please. I... I don't have much left to lose.
2: Mako reached out and stroked the stump of Jamie's wing. I promise. The grin was back, sharp and wicked.
1: Then let's take this somewhere more comfortable, hmm?
2: There was a sudden blur of movement, jaws sinking into the back of his shirt as he was being lifted like he weighed fucking nothing. His stomach swooped and he groaned, all the blood in his body suddenly seeming to go right to his prick. Jamie chuckled around his mouth full of cloth and suddenly Mako was being carried effortlessly up the canyon wall, Jamie's remaining claws digging powerfully into the rock face. The light of the moon was blocked out, and Mako realized he was being carried into a cave hidden on the cliff. The light from his flashlight showed old stalactites dangling down over a room filled with pelts and stolen items of clothing, all piled together to make a neat little nest. The flashlight was taken from his hand as he was settled down into the nest, wedged into a crack in the rock.
1: So he can see what we're about, and hmm?
2: Klaus scratched at his clothes, and he got the idea, wriggling out of them eagerly. Jamie purred. Look
1: at you. i never seen a human so big and strong.
2: His clawed hands seemed to be everywhere, coarse and calloused, yet stroking over him soft as a feather. Mako flushed as Jamie sniffed along his hard cock.
1: And you smell good. So rich and sweet.
2: His tongue flicked out, licking a drop of pre from the head and making him cry out in sudden bliss.
1: And that taste! Mmm! I should have made... I should have been making friends with humans all along. I should have been making... Oh, shit. Did <laughs> so that one get you guys? Is that it? I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried to hold it in. Oh, my God. Yum, yum, yum. Mm.
0: The secret taste I've been wanting forever. <laughs> mm.
2: Okay. Jamie's cock was fully out of its sheath now, and Mako's vague concerns about lubricant died away at, at the way it shone wetly in the torchlight. He wanted...
1: Please. where my man is...
2: Jamie slunk behind him, his claw reaching around to hug Mako tightly against shaggy fur. Teeth bit gently into his shoulder, and Mako's prick jumped at the sensation. There was a brief moment of pressure. Then slick fullness so sudden he howled. Jamie's teeth bit a little tighter as he growled softly, and it was so, so good. For a moment, Jamie stayed still inside him, giving him a moment to adjust, and Mako frowned, pressing his hips back to signal his desire for more. A soft little growl of understanding as Jamie's hips were suddenly pounding. His eyes rolled back in his head, moaning with complete abandon. He was throwing out his dildo when he got home because, fuck, he was going to be ruined for everything else after this. Jamie was throwing his not inconsiderable weight behind every deep slick thrust, and it was what Mako had spent his whole life craving.
1: Fuck. Yes. Yes. God don't hold back. I can take it.
2: Jamie let go of his shoulder and chuckled darkly.
1: Is that really what you want? Eh sure. Yes.
2: Jamie's hand shifted to grip his hips, and Mako squealed as he started thrusting even deeper now, giving him every inch of his cock. Mako was on fire, howling with pure ecstasy as Jamie screwed him into paste. A powerful thrust sent him sprawling face-first into the nest, and he clutched at a ratty old sheet of tent fabric, just for something to ground himself to. Jamie was so big inside him, he'd never felt this wet and open before. Something slithered between his legs and he yelped before realizing it was Jamie's tail. He hadn't realized it was prehensile until it was curling gently around his cock, jerking him in time with each powerful thrust. He was in heaven, sweet heaven. He couldn't even think, his desperate babbling for God more, God, dying away to whimpers and groans. Jamie's cock brushed against his prostate with every thrust and he went limp in Jamie's claws letting him fuck him hard as he melted away. All he could do was take it, and it was all he wanted to do for the rest of his fucking life. Jamie's growls took on a more urgent tone, and Mako's half-closed eyes flew open as he realized Jamie was getting bigger. What?
1: What's happening?
2: He mumbled.
1: What? Humans don't have knots?
2: Jamie panted. A curious twist and a stroke of his tail had Mako wailing pitifully.
1: Huh. Guess not. Weird, that. Well, brace yourself, I guess.
2: The slow, inexorable swell was driving him mad, hands flailing for anything he could hold on to. Jamie let go of his hips to let him hold his claw as he whimpered in gratitude. It was good, so good, but rising steadily in intensity. He had no idea how big it was going to get, and some hungry part of him screamed for more, more, bigger. Jamie's panting ran together, and suddenly his hips slammed forwards, Jamie, tipping his muzzle back and howling as his knot throbbed, locking them together as warm wetness filled Mako with each pulse of Jamie's cock. His knot was pressing right against Mako's prostate, every tiny movement sending a current through his body. It was so much, so big, so good. Did we, are we not going to do the a-hool cry? Because, I mean. I,
1: I started to do it, but I didn't want to interrupt because it was going. I was going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: No, I'm, I'm having a time here. I'm trying to, like, I'm I'm, I'm
1: lost in the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Good.
2: That's it's what I'm like what? holding
1: my head. I'm so confused. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can talk about nodding afterwards. Mm. Uh-oh.
2: He was coming before he realized it clinging tightly to Jamie's hand as he cried out in hunger, mind going blissfully empty as he shot streams of cum over Jamie's once neat and tidy nest. It went on for a lifetime, for an eternity, nothing but pleasure. Then slowly he came back, ass still full as Jamie softly stroked along his spine, whispering soothing words to bring him down. He felt tender and sore and made to pull away from him. They both groaned in discomfort. Jamie placing a soothing hand on his back.
1: That's, that's it for a while. It's gotta go down naturally. Give it a little time, yeah? Want it out? I know, doll. It'll be out soon.
2: Jamie pulled him back, adjusting him till they were curled up on his nest. Jamie curling around him as the big spoon. Holding Jamie's hand tight, Mako shut his eyes and tried to think. The throb of Jamie's cock a constant pressure.
1: Talk to me. Distract me.
2: Jamie nuzzled into the crook of Mako's neck and began to talk, hoarse, scratchy voice, a point to focus on.
1: I used to fly, you know, before I got hit. Used to soar over the sky at night when the moon made everything silver.
2: Twenty minutes passed before Jamie's cock was soft enough to slip free, Mako shuddering in echoes of dull bliss at the way his cum trickled down his legs. And after that, sleep like a wave before he had a chance to fight it, curled up warm and safe in Jamie's arms, his one remaining wing draped over his body like a blanket. It was the best night's sleep he'd had, he'd had in a long time. Jamie nudged him awake as the gray light of dawn began to trickle into the cave.
1: I'm sorry, but I gotta let you go before the tourists start making their way down. Someone could see me.
2: Mako felt a sudden, strange sinking in his heart, but nodded quickly pulling his clothes back on and retrieving his now-dead flashlight. Once more, that swooping feeling in his gut as Jamie hauled him up and carried him down, but the pulse of arousal was more easily ignored now, the edge of long months dry now tempered.
1: Well, there you go. Safe and sound on land.
2: Jamie shuffled his feet, his handmade prosthetic-cutting deep gouges in the soil. His tail looked limp, golden eyes not as bright.
1: You should hit back. Remember your promise, yeah?
2: Mako reached up and gently gripped his shoulder, pulling him down enough to press a kiss to his muzzle. The fur on Jamie's body rippled with goosebumps. I'll remember. Jamie looked away shyly, looking ready to say something. In the distance, there was a faint sound, and in the brief seconds Mako turned his head to look. He was gone. He didn't see a trace of him as he made his way back to where he'd stored his bike the reason why apparent as he saw the morning's crop of hikers coming his way along the trail. He let them pass, making a quick detour to find where he'd set the plaster mold of Jamie's footprint, powdering it into splinters under his heavy boot. He shook out the bag of fur and cast the hairs to the wind, watching them settle in the dirt and vanish from sight under drifting red dust. Humming a soft tune, he straddled his bike awkwardly and drove off toward home. Already making plans to return again next month. Now he knew what to expect from Jamie's embrace. He didn't want him to feel lonely after all.
1: Got to admit, that bike ride home is going to be a bit rough.
2: Sure <laughs> oh, is, poor Moody. Yeah,
1: it is. Oh, boy, oh boy! I
2: thought, that was a, I thought that was a very sexy one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It was. It was, it was a lot to take in. <laughs> Uh,
1: uh, not just for you
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I hope that me trying to do an accent didn't break it up so much that it but,
2: well we'll get it in post
1: yeah Yeah. I, I mean I, I'm gonna cut it so that there's like the laughter of me trying and saying how I'm just gonna go for it and hope that I get the accent right by the end I feel like I held it pretty good mm-hmm. <sighs> some words are just really hard to Sphere. To remember how you would say them or to accidentally do like an Irish accent. And the moment I do a word with a slightly different accent, I switch. I'm like, fuck.
0: Yeah. I think having multiple people to like trying to talk,
1: yeah. changing the, the depth of my voice really mm-hmm. fucked me up. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Lordy. I'm spent.
1: <laughs> I feel spent. Mm.
0: <laughs> War Joyce out. I know. Wore
1: me
2: right on out. I'm just saying, like, I don't know about y'all, but I'd fuck the A-hoo.
0: Are, are you asking?
2: I'd, I'd, I'd fuck Jamie, would you?
0: Okay, so tell me about this nodding thing. Mm.
2: So, the nodding thing is like closer? closer yeah, yeah, Okay, I don't really know about a lot of other animals, but dogs in particular, not. And what happens is when they mate, their wool wiener gets like a knot in it, okay. like a, a larger section in it so that they're yes. stuck together, basically. Oh, and it okay. ensures that the cum stays in mm-hmm. and fertilization is more likely to happen. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: I don't know if it officially became like a part of erotica from the um, Omegaverse, like fan fiction stuff or not yeah. fan fiction, whatever you call it. Um, but that that is one of the places that it kind of gained popularity is that in the Omegaverse alpha is not um omegas and betas that's like a whole part of that world that because it's built. like a breeding kink right yeah it's a breeding kink it's also i think it's a little bit of like Honestly, people don't recognize that breeding kinks and vor are actually very close together in like the psychology of it. It is consuming of the other person and wanting them to fill you up. Um, mm. vor just takes it to a much more extreme and terrifying place. Yeah. Um, but that's where that comes from is this like desire to be filled and engulf the other person
2: fucking fill me daddy
1: it's like the idea that during sex you could just get to a certain point where like there is no amount of you that you can get into me to fully satisfy this need Mm. and so nodding is kind of that same idea is like Mm. we're locked together Mm. and i get to keep you in me (laughs) for a while yeah all right chill over there
0: <laughs>
1: it's I mean, also listen
2: this is like a specifically a thing i like i yeah.
1: know i'm well aware it's also a very top dominant thing this idea that a dominant figure that you're sleeping with is holding you and you cannot get away from them they are completely in charge for that moment yes and sir. until they come down you don't get to leave it's like a giving yourself over to that. Situation. So it's almost like
0: a Venn diagram of like breeding kink right. and like almost like bondage BDSM mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. there's just and like then these a little bit of like
1: monster fucker, this like idea of like animal human hybrid okay. sex. Okay. okay. Cool. And it tends to come up a lot in interactions or two penises
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, more often, but it, it comes up in other places too. That just seems to be where it was like most popular when it okay. popped up. Okay. Well, I think if y'all agree, this is a pretty good stopping point. Mm-hmm. Right? Wait, I agree.
2: No, oh no! Oh, 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 no! No! Oh, 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 oh.
1: I do this oh. every time. So no yes, one
2: said whether or not they would fuck Jamie.
1: You did. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> oh, did. me, I, I just want everybody to know I would fuck Jamie. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I would. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
1: right, Coco, you go first. I the description of Jamie didn't exactly get me super excited. This like torn up rat tailed like (laughs) creature, but the actual interaction was fine. And then the sex was mostly fine, but the idea of the full like lock on nodding isn't part of my kink. Cause I am pretty much always a top. So like Mm. the idea of being like locked into a very submissive role doesn't really work for me. Um, yeah. Okay. Top from the bottom is the joke that, that has been told on me. I was like, you don't even know how to bottom, do you? I'm like I don't. <laughs> how do you sit still? <laughs> you are a you very antsy person. Still? I don't get it. You gotta get in on it.
0: I I think the uh nodding part also is like no, like I, I'm I could be a bottom. It's fine. Yeah, it's chill. But, like, I think maybe I've alluded to this a couple of times now, but I don't need, like, a lot of girth down in there. Yeah. You know, like, I am delicate and anxious. Like, I like stuff in there, but I don't like it like, you know, I don't need a dummy thick knot in in my, my butthole, you know. So I'm going to say ultimately no. Sorry, Jamie.
2: That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel I, personally I, Affronted no, I, it's fine. I, I will say and I
1: feel <laughs> I will joking. say I feel Absolutely no issue With the idea Of having a partner Who suddenly gets bigger In the middle I would just mm. be like What's uh, Okay <laughs> Here we go
0: <laughs> Alright Now May I proceed Since I, mm-hmm. I answered mm-hmm. The question That I struggle To answer every time mm-hmm. Yep Alright Well with that Thank you for listening. Jesus Christ. Oof, I'm, I've still got the <laughs> vapors on that
1: one. <laughs> you don't need a lay down after that. I need the, need a cigarette. I don't even smoke. So, hey, guess what? We have a,
0: what's that called? Oh, yeah, website. That's what it's called. It's laughspod.com, and that's L-A-F-S-P-O-D.com. I'm looking at Coco. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, On there, you can find a lot of different stuff. You can find our CryptoCupid submission form. So like either if you want to give us feedback or send us a story or like send us a link to someone else's story, there is a form now to do that. Please, please write to us, whether it's feedback or literature, or maybe you have you want to write some literature, but you don't know where to start. Hit us up. We'll help you out. We got a going list. It's there's probably a 100 monsters on there by this point. Uh, so please write to us like the, the well is a little drier than we thought it would be on the web. So please help. Um, we are also on Instagram and Twitter. I think Instagram is love at first sighting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Twitter is laughs pod.
1: and That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. Um, and those yeah. links are on the website too, yes. to make it easy yes yeah, um, there's
2: also a link for a patreon that's oh, right
1: that's right. We have a patreon now, <laughs> yes, with Let's, benefits
0: with yes. benefits, you should check them out you know eventually we'll we'll do some kind of patreon campaign, but for now, please, please help us out. That will give us the funds and the resources to dedicate more time to this because right now it's a labor of love, mm. um we love it. But you know, we also have bills and things, you know, and it costs money to make a podcast. Yeah, and also just tell your friends to listen.
1: Yeah, I was gonna it's, say. It. I mean, we can do a million things, but honestly, word of mouth will always be the best way to spread a podcast because, in the end, you know, we listen to what people recommend. So yeah, just tell anybody you think who would be remotely interested. Or maybe not and just watch Mm. them get shook. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Oh, fuck yeah. Spread it. (laughs) Spread it around for all
1: of us.
0: (laughs) But please do. You know, tell us how great we are. Tell us how cute we are. Give us a review that helps us kind of reach the podcast Mm -hmm. charts. Um, Just anything. We're grateful. We love you. And uh, otherwise, watch the shadows, sweeties.
2: Stay horny, babes.
1: Go fucking <laughs> horsey. Also, I'm really sorry about the accent to all the homies out there. I tried.